Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It is time to talk dogs. Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs, Canine Behaviourist, is with us in our Hamilton studios. Morning, Darren. Good morning, Mel. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, I'm just going to live vicariously for a moment through you being able to go out and do things in Hamilton at the moment. How does it feel? It's, actually, it's, it's obviously really good, but like you say, um, obviously there's a lot of people in Auckland that are still locked down, so um, I simply go out to them guys. But it is a beautiful sunny day in Hamilton, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious. Well, enjoy it. Now, if you've got a question for Darren, 0800 844 747 is a number, a question about your dog, your dog's behaviour, you need some, some help addressing. 0800 844 747 or 3920 is the text. Interesting topic you've picked to talk about today, Darren. <laughs> I thought you might say that one. Yeah, it's, it's not something I would normally talk about, but um, because we've been in lockdown and, and I, I don't know what it's like in Auckland, but there's been 100,000 more dogs out going for a walk since we've been in lockdown. There's obviously been the... Um, the horrible downside of having more dogs outside, the poo on the floor. And what's and the story it, with that? People don't seem to be picking it up as much. No, and, and I thought there was just people being lazy um, um, because that's that's what you'd not, normally sort of expect, isn't it? People are just being lazy, don't really want to pick up their poo. But um, there's a, I've, I've been speaking to a few people and it's actually a bit more in-depth than that one. So, um, I mean, I was in, I won't mention the park in Hamilton, but there's not many parks, so people will understand it. Um, and as you were going down the main sort of entrance, there must have been... 10, 15, maybe even more. I mean, I didn't sit and count them, but um, just dollops of poo everywhere. And, and I get, like, the odd one or two when people forget a bag or something like that, but this was this was people very clearly just saying, I'm not doing it. And it's, it's disgusting, in my opinion. My dogs were then going over there and having to obviously go and experience and explore every lump of poo they could possibly find, so it's quite a distraction for them as well. Um, <clears throat> but I just don't understand why people won't pick up. So, like I said, I did a bit of research and I, I spoke to a few of my clients and that sort of thing to find out why people do it. And I was quite surprised at the comments that people were saying. Um, for example that it's it's more environmentally friendly to leave it on the ground. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit later, but that was the biggest one. And I don't want to use plastic bags because they're bad for the environment. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just people being lazy. It's actually people with a, a conscience or an environmental conscience I think they're doing the right thing. And um, so I thought, well, actually, there's got to be a bit more to the story, really, isn't there? So, so let's find out a bit more about, well, is it environmentally friendly to leave it on the ground or is it environmentally friendly not to use a plastic bag? I, I, I certainly don't want to do like that. I don't know what the advert is. I can't remember, but where the guy uses his, um, hat, his hat to pick up his... I certainly don't want to go down those lines. His beanie, that's right. So how much yeah. poo is there actually around then? Well, I mean, obviously, it's not something that anyone's done any studies, as far as I'm aware, in New Zealand. But, Except um, there was can... the, the woman or the, was it the group in Dunedin? Who did some? Count, oh. They did some for a stage. They collected it over a certain time. I don't think it was any oh, official stats, but it was like they, one. they collected a lot. I'll have to go and that's a nice little job, isn't it? I'll have to go and um, do some research on that one. Um, certainly in the states, they they kind of estimate it's about ten million tons of poo um, every year, oh. dog poo every year. I mean that's that's a lot of poo. But something about if you put it into a football ground, I assume it's American football grounds, it would be you could do ten meters high or something like that of football ground. Every that, year. That's a good visual to have. Thank you for that's that. A lot of poo, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hopefully no one's having their breakfast this time in the morning. <laughs> you know, some wheat bits um, or something. But I would imagine a comparable in terms of population and the number of dogs is increasing so much in New Zealand, especially with the lockdowns, that we're probably looking at similar kind of amounts in, in proportion, definitely. And, and, and what, you know, what do we do with it? Mm. That's the thing. Where does it go? Um, if you do 
don't pick up your poo, it is actually illegal. Um, the bylaws and the dog laws, um, and I think the fines are around two to three hundred dollars. But I, I don't think I've ever known anybody be fined for not picking up their poo. I've certainly sure, never I'm heard of anyone sure getting there fined. Is, I'm sure there is somebody out there, but I've it's not something that I hear very much of. Mm. I tell so you what, if anybody has, like if anybody yeah, has, um, text us or call us 0800 844 Don't need to say your name. <laughs> no, or text or 3920 exactly yeah. to see if somebody has been fined for not picking up the dog poo. Because a deterrent, if there's no deterrent then, then people are going to, why would people do it, I guess. Um, but but one of the biggest things that people have been saying to me is that, um, especially um, we're in Cambridge now, so you can't use plastic bags in Cambridge at all um, for any of the shops. So people don't have those plastic bags. And what people are saying was, if I'm not allowed to use a plastic bag in a shop, then why am I allowed to use it for one, you know, one use, mm. um, picking up a dog poo? And... Um, and I guess that's a fair comment, isn't it, really, if you think about it? If you think about that 10 million tonnes, if all of those 10 million tonnes is in a plastic bag, that's a lot of plastic going to, to landfill mm. um, uh, and ending up in our waterways probably or in the seas, I would guess. So so it is quite a um, an interesting topic in that sense because we need to pick it up, but what do we pick it up with and what do we do with it? Well, that's so, the thing. I I hadn't actually given that any thought, but you're mm, right. There's I a lot of this. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. When you think about it, and especially when you see the um, the bins around the dog parks too, yeah. full of plastic yeah, bags, right. full of poo. Yeah, that's right. And and a lot of um, countries are now saying that it's actually illegal to use one one use plastic bags, so you can't even get the dog poo bags. And um, what they are doing now is they're putting the um, compostable bags. So people were thinking, and, and, and I thought myself, I thought, well, we're doing the right thing. We're using a compostable poo bag, mm. so we pick it up. But, but what's happening is they're putting it in the bins and they all go into landfill. So if you know anything about landfills, and I didn't until like last week when I started looking at this, that um, they don't really want compostable things in landfill because then they compost and leach out into the, into the landfill. Everything's all on sort of proper plastic and stuff like that. So, so when you've got all these compostable bags in a landfill, they're... they're composting really quickly and then you've got this poo just lying there leaching into the waterways and everything like that so it's not actually a very good thing to have a compostable bag in a landfill so so it makes it even harder doesn't it so what do you do with it <laughs> well, what do you do do you just leave it there yeah. well and that's what people are basically saying um but i'm, I'm not going to tell you the right answers here today but i'll certainly tell you the stories of, of why you should and why you shouldn't i guess but um there are some companies out there that do compost um, actually take the compostable stuff and uh, sorry that the bags the compostable bags and actually compost them and we'll talk about that a bit later but there's not many in New Zealand it's mainly in the states and it's quite experimental in what they're doing I guess but um, if you leave it on the floor you would think well if all the plastic um, bags are not good for the environment then yes leaving it on the floor is a better thing because it will get washed away won't it mm, and then it's vanished yep. <clears throat> but what we've got to understand is that when we look at dog poo there's a couple of things we need to think about right so um it's not like sheep poo or, or um, horse poo where it's digested the once, not so much the horses, but digested the once, yeah. Um, it's actually quite high in nitrogen, quite high in phosphate. It's got a, a, a I'm going to use the word plethora, I haven't used that for a long time, plethora of viruses and bacteria and all those kind of things. We've got E. coli, Guardia, Salmonella, gosh, all the different worms, tapeworms, hookworms, um, parvo potentially coronavirus potentially um and then there's the zoonotic ones the cryptos i can never say that one cryptosporidosis 
and, and Campylobacter. So all those really, really nasty things. And, and it's not just, if you think about when you put it, um, the poo gets put on the floor and then it gets washed away, it's still in the ground. So if you go there and sit and put a blanket down and have your picnic, potentially the bacteria is still there. So it's not just if you pick up a poo and rub it in your face or something like that. Not really ever do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> toddlers, they'll do many Well, actually, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, isn't it? They just fall over and do all sorts of things. So, yeah. So so on that side, there's there's 101 different bacteria in there. Um, and they reckon it's something like, and again, I haven't got the exact figures, but it's something like 23 million bacteria one gram of dog poo that's a lot of bacteria now bear, bear in mind they're very small so you mm. expect that um but the more dangerous things are about the zoonotic um bacteria and they're the ones that can pass from human to animals and, and we know how dangerous that can be with the coronavirus because that's a zoonotic disease potentially yeah so so it's it is a danger it is a worry and if we have the odd bit then it's not so bad but when we have loads and loads and loads of it it becomes a real problem go okay, think back to your football field yeah mm. massive amounts and and that that's the um the amount that there were in the bins i mean you've only just got to think about how many weren't in the bins and on the floor it's probably double that to be fair 60 percent of people i think it is don't pick up that much yeah something like 60 percent was um they did a survey again in the states I'm going to assume human nature is pretty much the same, so <coughs> we'll be the same in New Zealand. I'd like to think we're a little bit better than that, but yeah, you never maybe, know. Maybe. I mm. don't know. <laughs> if you saw the park in Hamilton, you wouldn't think so. Wow, <laughs> so, that's true, and actually the roads yeah. at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and in the US, they've actually deemed dog poo as um, in the same category as, as a harmful pollutant, so like insecticides and uh, herbicides. That's how bad they see it. So if you leave it there and it washes down the drains, what happens yeah. then? So so we think it's gone then, don't we? It's out of, yeah. well, it's out of, out of sight, out of mind, I think mm. is the thing that people think. So, But actually what happens is then it doesn't just disappear. Things don't just vanish overnight just because they've had a bit of water on them. It leaches into our waterways and, and if it's in our drains, it goes into our water system because it gets filtered and, and then we end up kind of drinking it, I guess, <laughs> in the end. Um, so, so we're not just getting rid of it. Um, flushing it down the toilet, it puts a massive burden on the already um sort of like uh, lagging sort of systems that we've got in new zealand yeah so so it's actually a really difficult thing to to think well what do we do what do how do we get rid of it because if we if we leave it on the ground and it washes into our waterways then it's likely to cause problems in our water for our animals and for our beaches um again something like uh, i think it was two days worth of dog waste from a hundred dogs if it was left on the ground near a beach it could close the beach down and um and any waterway within about 20 kilometers that's how bad the pollutants and pop and um sort of uh viruses and things could be wow it's massive isn't it yeah that is it's a lot bigger than what i would have expected i would have thought putting it down the toilet was a good idea but yeah Yeah. i mean they can't even deal with human waste can they probably one of the better ideas but um if you think about it the um the bacteria that are in dogs are way sort of stronger, worse, I guess, than the human ones. That's, mm. that's my take on what I've read anyway. So, so the, the processes would need to change to do that. Um, but probably a better option than leaving it on the floor. <laughs> at least at least you know where it's going to the right place to mm. be processed. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's actually quite... Um, I thought when I started to look at this one, it was a bit of a joke, actually, when I started it, thinking about the poo. But actually, <laughs> the more I got into it, it's actually quite a, quite a strong uh, research thing that I think people need to be looking at in New Zealand. How do we get rid of this? Because it's only going to get worse with so many dogs, isn't it? Well, absolutely, and more people are getting dogs. We know this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, we uh, um, in um, certain countries they've they've come up with some really cool ways of doing it. Uh, we've got time before the break, but um, but uh, basically, you can get tracked and fined for not picking up your dog poo, even if you're not seen 
doing it in wow. Israel and in Ireland. Okay, and, and I'm sure there are lots of other countries as well. And what they're doing is they're using DNA profiling. Oh my <laughs> goodness, this sounds extreme. <laughs> typing your dog. So, so when you when you register your dog or, or um, you get a dog, you have to voluntarily offer a saliva sample so they can DNA DNA profile it. And then, when they're going through the um, streets and they're picking up poo, they'll take a sample of that and they'll DNA test it. And if it matches your dog, then there's a, up to a five thousand dollar fine in in Ireland for that. Whose job is it to go and, and take the samples know. of the poo? That would be at the bottom rung. That would be your entry-level job, wouldn't it? What do you I do? Know. I go and test all the dog poos around the, the park. Can you imagine it? <laughs> it's one piece CV for sure. That would but, be, but you'd earn your but, money there. But but can you imagine? I think that's a, I, th- I actually think that's a really good idea, and I reckon that's something that New Zealand should um, take on board as well um, because we're into DNA profiling now with all the coronavirus profiling of the DNA of viruses and stuff. Yeah, you're so right, and it actually, shows, it actually shows what a, a big problem it must be overseas for them to take yeah. it to that level. Right, we better yeah. take a quick break. 0800 844 747 is the number to call if you have a question for, uh, for Darren about your dog, about their behaviour. 0800 844 747. It's the Sunday Cafe with Mel Homer on Magic Talk. So we're talking dog poo, but if you have a question about <laughs> your pooch for Darren Rowe, 0800 844 747 is the number. Uh, Flynn suggested, well, what about wrapping it in newspaper and taking it home? Would that be any good? Yeah, I think, well, obviously anything that's um, uh, not not com- uh, not plastic is always a benefit, isn't it? But it's what you do with it after that. What, you know, what do you do with it when you do take it home? Mm. And I think that's that's the, the main problem that well, it, we... yeah. The covering is important, but it's what we do with it once we've once we've taken it home. Oh, so many things home. to think about, Pooh. Yeah. Uh, let's get into that in a moment. There have <laughs> been some texts come through with some questions. Uh, we have a Taco Terrier, a Chihuahua miniature foxy, who has just started digging in the backyard. Is there any way to discourage this, asks Jeremy. Oh, gosh, there's, there's all sorts of things out there, isn't there? I, I've seen on the internet, I don't recommend this, but I've seen on the internet that you, you put their poo in the holes. That doesn't work, by the way. What it does actually do is encourages them to eat their poo, oh, which isn't good. Good times. Um, we don't want that one. That's definitely not good. Um, the best thing to do with a dog, um, especially if, I mean, first of all, digging is a natural thing for dogs to do. And, and, and if you think about dogs, we end up taking away all of their natural behaviours because we don't like them. But actually, they're quite beneficial for the dog and they, and they stop the dog from getting stressed. So rather than thinking about taking it away, think about giving it a place to do it um, and that way you're going to be allowing the dog to, to do the natural instincts and not get stressed out because they can't and then you're not going to get frustrated and wound up because they're doing it in the wrong place so actually give them a place to and encourage them to dig in a particular place bury toys and things and treats in obviously not um, make sure they're dry treats but b- bury them in the ground even a sandpit and we give our dogs a little sandpit and we bury things in there quite often and then they go in there and dig that but they don't tend to dig very all over the place so that's that's a better thing rather than try and take it away sort of give it a place to actually do it properly because i doubt you're going to get rid of a foxy digging it's quite a hard one Uh, another question we have a five-month-old toy poodle who constantly barks outside the door when we are in how do we stop this please Um, so again, you've got, you've got to think about what, what's the reason why they're doing it. So the, it's obviously quite a sociable dog. It wants to be with you. So that's what I would call attention barking. The only real way around that is to even make the place outside really valuable for the dog. And that's playing with toys, lots of treats, maybe feed it out there so that they have more value for being outside than inside. Or... Um, just ignoring that behaviour so that you um, drain the value of that sort of uh, the barking out. Because if you think about it, if every time they bark, you look at them, touch them, tell them off, then you're just rewarding that behaviour because they're getting attention. So it is a bit of a pain. You have to either ignore it and, and just let the barking just carry on until it drains itself out or go and make the outside even more valuable. 
Mm. Um, uh, if, if it's you... really bad and you've got council complaints and things, get a, get a trainer in to help you. Well, I was about to say, if the neighbours are, are getting less fond of you. Another question yeah. in. Uh, we have taken on a one-year-old bull terrier cross, we think, with a staffie. At present, we cannot let him be loose. When we take him for walks, at times he can be good, other times he goes crazy. When he wants to play, he plays rough and he nips. Uh, what can we do to be able to train him? Um, so if he's a one-year-old, if you've just taken him on as one, it just depends on what what his life was before that. So if he's, if he's been really well socialised, which I'm guessing he probably hasn't if he's quite over the top, um, really it's about you... Gosh, it's a hard one, really, because he's going to end up hurting some some of the dog if he's biting really hard. So <clears throat> I wouldn't let him practice those behaviours. I certainly wouldn't let him be running off lead, going crazy, um, because you're not going to be able to stop him. I would be giving him short bursts of play, then, then bringing him back on the lead, short bursts of play, bringing him back on the lead. Te- you know, you actually have to teach him how to behave when he's playing. If you just let him keep playing and playing, he's just going to get higher and more and more and more excited, and then that switch won't turn off and then he's just going to do something stupid probably what will happen is he'll get nobbled by another dog and then he'll end up becoming the bully effectively yeah so lots of control lots of focus go to a, an obedience class get get him into an obedience class and start doing regular training with him that's what i would be doing okay um yeah. i'm not sure where that text has come from if they're from auckland yeah. you might have to wait for that for a little yes, bit longer true, yeah. uh, a text in from invercargill i am proud in invercargill i can go to the doggy park or out walking everyone picks up their dog poo awesome Good. Good dog owners. Our streets are dog poo clean. Uh, and Fantastic. That's good. You're frowned upon if you don't do it. Excellent so stuff. You so you should be, shouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Go in for cargo. If you yeah. do have a question for Darren, 0800 844 747, a question about your dog's <coughs> behaviour, or 3920 as a text, about five more minutes or so to get them in. So let's get back to dog poo. We've, uh, you've caused a <laughs> slight panic amongst us all, thinking, well, what are we, how much is there? And what do we actually do with it? If we thought we were being uh, good but picking it up, you say some people aren't picking their dog poo up because they feel it's more environmentally friendly than using mm. the plastic bags or whatever. So what do we do with it? So I think we've got um, limited choices here, really, unless apart from down in um, uh, in the South Island you were saying earlier. But um, pretty much the best option when I've spoken to the council is in the bin bags. Um, so to put it in the bin bag so it goes to landfill. That that was what I was told anyway. Um, but what we should be looking at is that more environmentally friendly ideas. And, and again, the state's leading the way. Um, so the state's, um, uh, particularly in Canada, more so actually than the state's, they're... Um, they're trialling uh, compostable, um, so digesters they call them, so they actually put the poo in, in the big vat and, and it gets digested by anaerobic bacteria and then mm. produces energy. So it's actually a way of producing energy, which is, if you think about it, we, um, we're we actually doing it, I don't know if we're doing it in New Zealand, we probably are, but we're, we're taking the, the waste from cows and, and digesting it and producing methane. Right, of course. And that goes into the gas thing. So how, how's your town powered? Oh, it's on dog yeah. poo. We can well. We can do exactly the same with dog poo, and and there's a there's a place in Toronto, uh, sorry San Francisco, where they're they're planning, and they may have done it by now, um, building a big digester underneath the actual dog park, so that you just drop it in straight away. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, and and I think it's in um, in. Tr- in I think it was Toronto, sorry, in, in Toronto, um, a place called Gilbert, where they've actually got bins and the council collect the dog poo to put it in that digester now. So, that, so the technology's out there. That is a good um, idea. We just need to catch up. We do. Think, uh, hey, we've got a couple of questions here. I think we'd better get to them um, just yeah, before we head to the news. We'll have time. So let's start with Gary. Gary, morning. You are on with... No, Gary's not on yet. Keep There yeah, we are. Yeah. Gary's on yeah, now. Gary. Yes, we've got you, Gary. You're on with Darren. <laughs> 
Good morning, guys. Good morning, Gary. A big shout out to the Tron. Yes. <laughs> may, there, may there be, oh, there's a lot of dog poop around on the footpaths, mate. I think, there is, I isn't there? Not. It's really bad, uh, isn't it? Well, you would think they would just sweep it aside, but they don't. No. They're too lazy to even do that. Yeah. But that's, I'd like to say a big shout out to Jack. And Jack was a dog I used to walk, and he had to be put down in the middle of, well, a couple of weeks ago now. Oh, I, I used to walk him. Sorry to hear that. Uh, he, he was a, he, he, well, See, I can't remember the exact breed he was, but I, I pick him as a pit bull cross. Mm-hmm. But what an amazing dog. Yeah, um, he got rescued by, he was an ex-pig dog. You know, like, he used to be a pig dog. And my friend rescued him and flipped him, like from a, 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 like a really bad dog into one that would love you to bits. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I don't know how she did it, but she did it. And it shows you how amazing dog dogs was, can be, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. Mm. And he trusted everybody that walked in, the, you know, like she trusted me to take him for a walk. And it was such a pleasure. <laughs> it oh, really was. Quite, of, quite often, or very sometimes we, we get that one in a million dog. I had one many years ago, an Irish setter. And, and they're, just, they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. And and you just always remember them. Don't ever forget them. You get that special friend. Hey, Gary, thanks yeah. for your call. Thanks, Claire, Gary. good morning to you. Oh, good morning. Um, morning I'll be quick. I've got a 11-month-old lab hunterway who we've had from birth, basically, or oh, six weeks. <laughs> um, she has had her first period where we kept her away from other dogs for about three weeks or so. Yep. Um now that we've taken, now we've got COVID, to take her out to these dog parks, she's almost become quite aggressive and antisocial because yeah. she was not mixing with other dogs for so long. She's also become very possessive with my husband, who's with her all day. Yeah. And, um, mm. you know, if he starts to show another dog attention or play, she, she jumps up and blocks it. Yeah, that, that's actually. Any ideas? Common. It's actually quite common. I'm seeing that quite a lot. And it's because uh, the, the norms have changed. I talked about it the same last year as well. But um, because the norms have changed, that they're actually now used to having you there and then suddenly you become quite valuable to them because you're normally there. It will disappear. It will extinguish itself later, hopefully, unless they've got a bit of resource guarding before that and then it might come out a bit stronger. But um, what I would do is I, I, um, I'm trying to recommend that people, when they go to the dog parks, don't just throw your dogs in and give them an hour in the dog park. Ease them in gently because, again, they're used to suddenly having just you and and suddenly now they've been she, dog she used to dogs. go up there regularly and loved it yeah but that was now, then. and this behavior has changed just since yeah. Last couple can, of months, they, I guess. And, and because her, if you think about it, her whole world has suddenly changed overnight and she doesn't mm. know it's not her fault kind of thing. So so the, the whole the whole world has changed for her. So um, those normal patterns that she had have changed and that can make anxiety and, and make dogs quite anxious. So, so ease them back in gently into their old routines and then you'll be fine. Um, if you find that it's getting worse because you've got aggression, potential aggression, it's probably more frustration than anything, I'm guessing. But um, if you have got aggression, then do get yourself someone to help you definitely um if you feel it's getting worse um in terms of your husband probably when you will go back to work you'll find that will just start to disappear anyway because the value will disappear mm. um but yeah keep an eye on it 
definitely and get someone to help you if you need to. It's a bit of a hard one to give too much advice over. Yeah, them. good luck. Uh, now, just finally, before we go to Darren, uh, it's the anniversary, obviously, of 9-11 today. Do you remember where you were when you I heard do. the news? <clears throat> I do, actually. And the only reason was because I had just slipped a disc in my back. So I was actually flat out on my back um, at home. And I worked for Morgan Stanley at the time, so it was quite oh. something that I knew touching new people in those in the towers so mm. yeah so i do remember it and i remember watching the news as it was happening and i couldn't believe i just couldn't believe what i was seeing in fact i didn't believe what i was seeing no i think you're <laughs> yeah no one no one actually did hey thank mm. you so much for your time today uh, enjoy you. your freedom in hamilton your level tunis and i'm not you jealous go and at get all my dog bags and pick up some poo yeah <laughs> <laughs> go, go and be that guy. Go and count the poos. Oh, <laughs> or go and go and weigh them. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Or DNA test them. Hey, thanks so much, Darren. Really appreciate it. And if you want more from Darren, you can go to Mindfulness for Dogs on Facebook or our website as well and check out what's happening there. Let's- You've been listening to Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.